Welcome to Federal Insights for February, Emerging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Altrix. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guest today, Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Altrix. You know, Alan, uh, some people say that federal data is difficult to find, hard to use, and must be managed in order to be useful at all. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a, a lot to being able to do powerful analytics with data. And certainly the first step is, is the management of it, getting your hands on it, being able to find it. Data is exploding at an incredible rate, two and a half billion gigabytes of data per day oh. uh, coming into existence. And so the ability to be able to, to wrangle that together, to be able to process it, is certainly one of the big challenges that any data scientist has or any really knowledge worker has. Uh, your company, Altrix, uh, is known for a self-service data analytics platform. So what does that mean for my, our listeners here? So really, we're positioned to allow anybody to be able to solve data and analytics problems. And, and I really do mean anybody. I have an 11 and 13 year old. They both use Altrix not only to do their homework assignments, but to be able to answer questions that they have about the world. And so um, by having at your fingertips the power of the desktop computer today, which has become incredibly powerful, um, the data that's now available all over the world, and advanced analytic tools to be able to process the data, you can really do spectacular things. Traditionally, you'd have to take and, and, and maybe prep the data, get it all together, and then cleanse it, and then uh, maybe try to understand it. That may be three or four different tools, and so this is a platform that assembles these tools together? Absolutely. So one of the things that we have found is that there have been many different point solutions that allow you to do pieces of the process, but every time you have to change from one tool to another tool, it becomes incredibly difficult. There's, there's friction in the process. So what Altrix enables you to do is ingest the data, prep it, blend it, wrangle it, uh, be able to improve the data quality of it, and then once you have the data in a good state, be able to embark on your analytics, whether it be geospatial, advanced forecasting, machine learning, um, really end-to-end -end analytic uh, solutions. I think if you talk to federal CIOs, they would say that uh, assembling the data is fine, but usually that won't accomplish any digital transformation, will it? No, so there's a lot more to certainly uh, gathering data together to get real transformation to happen. And there have been great examples in the federal government. Um, just recently I was reading about a, a case study where the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Emergency Management uh, Agency have taken data after Irma and Katrina, uh, basically right in the aftermaths of the event, blending data from a half a dozen different sources and doing geospatial analysis to really speed up the, the aid to hundreds of thousands of people. That's real transformation, not simply wrangling the data, but providing solutions, actionable insight that can be leveraged. Today what people might do is use a spreadsheet, and there's some inherent limitations in spreadsheets, aren't there? Absolutely. Um, with the number of rows and the number of columns continuing to grow and typical data sets that people need to do analysis, you may be dealing with hundreds if not thousands of columns. And with a tool like Altrix, we can really, as I like to say, eat those columns for lunch. And so at the end of the day, being able to handle a billion rows and being able to process it is probably not something you're going to be able to do with a typical spreadsheet sitting on the desktop of most federal employees. And that's where, again, tools like Altrix come in. 
I know there are engineers out there and architects and people with specific problems that may have to go out and, and go to YouTube and learn R or learn Python in order to solve the problem at work. And so what you're suggesting is that, no, maybe you can look at a platform that can assemble this or converge in one spot. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. And, and you mentioned two languages, the two most popular languages actually for data scientists, R and Python. These languages now have hundreds of thousands of packages available uh, with kind of preformed analytics that can be leveraged. And so Alteryx has both of those languages built into the, the platform. And whether you use it in a drag and drop way um, or you're capable of programming in those languages, you can leverage those hundreds of thousands of packages. That becomes really important. I've taken a look at some uh uh, little snippets of Python, and it, it's not something you approach uh, <laughs> willingly. It's very difficult and complex. And so what you're saying is you can uh, en enable people to take the power of R in a self-service platform. Absolutely, so again, drag and drop friendly tools. So if you don't know those languages, you don't code in those languages, you could build a neural network as easy as dra dragging a tool from, uh, from our toolbar down to the canvas, answering a couple questions, and voila, your R model will be built. Um, but again, if, if you need to code in those languages or have a desire to code, uh, you have that ability to do that as well. You've indicated that 40% um, of the Global 2000 are using your product. Uh, I would imagine that the problems in large organizations in Asia or in Europe aren't that different from large organizations here. So all the case studies must parallel with uh, advantages you can bring to the federal government. Yeah, absolutely. So we see that both in the business world and in the public sector. Um, many examples uh, where businesses are taking advantage uh, of, of our tool and of our platform. And to that end, we've built a community, hundreds of thousands of folks that are sharing their use cases, um, their best practices, and um, helping each other go on this journey. You know, when I think of uh, assembling data on the federal government, there may be three or four different uh, connectors and, and pipelines here. And many times that can, that can be fragmented, can't it? And, and so how does a solution like yours you know, attack this fragmented data problem? Yeah, so certainly um, Alteryx allows you to take data that's in any format, really from any system, and be able to blend it together. And that's something that's not necessarily very easy to do in, in most tools. And it's certainly usually the start of the analytic process. Uh, doing data science, there are many steps. And that first step of gathering data and wrangling it together typically is the longest step, sometimes taking upwards of 70 to 80% of the total amount of time to solve any given problem. So the net result is one version of the truth on a platform where people can work independently or on teams. Yeah, so one of the things, again, that differentiates Alteryx from what workers are probably using frequently today, a spreadsheet on a, on a local computer, is that we have not only a desktop solution but server solutions. And with our servers, we allow uh, colleagues to be able to collaborate on their analytics, to be able to share them. So certainly being able to take fragmented data and blend it together is key in an analytic process. My guest today is Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Alteryx. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Merging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Alteryx on Federal News Network.
Every agency is looking to propel their organizations forward with AI and machine learning, but many have not considered what shape their data is in. After all, garbage in is garbage out. From messy data to actionable insight, the Altrix Analytics platform provides a code-free, code-friendly environment that clears your path to advanced analytics. With geospatial, predictive, and machine learning, with Altrix, you can accelerate the quality and insights within your data, getting to the thrill of solving more quickly and efficiently. Visit Altrix.com AI to learn more. Welcome back to the discussion, Emerging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Altrix on Federal News Network. My guest today is Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Altrix. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. Now, earlier you used this uh, phrase 2.5 billion. I was just shocked by the number that you used earlier. And some people say that we're just in the early stages of data, data science. Is that true? I really do believe these are the early innings. If you if you really look over over really what's been a short time period, I, if I rewind to when I started in my career, I think back to the computer that was on my desk. I think it was a Pentium II. How many of your listeners remember those? Um, it, it had a clock speed measured in megahertz. It had a single chip. It was not very fast. And I compare that to my machine today, which is probably the equivalent of a supercomputer from back when I started my career, and it's now measured in gigahertz. It has eight cores. It has a GPU on top of CPUs. Um, it's an incredible difference. And if I, if I compare exploring the world with, with a computer today versus a computer when I started my career to the physical um, embodiment of exploring the world, it would be the equivalent of when I started my career, I could crawl at the speed of a, of a baby three miles per hour. And now the speeds that I can go at are faster than an SR-71 at well over 2,000 miles per hour. It's probably measured in tens of thousands of miles per hour. And it means we can not only go faster, but we can really explore in very different ways. Obviously, the way you explore the world in a, in a jet airplane is a little bit different than if you were asked to, to go crawl. Um, and, and so we now have these, these broadened capabilities. We have more data than ever before. We have a computer that's operating at a, a speed that's almost unfathomable. And, and if we look at the algorithms that are available to us, the, the software that's available to us to be able to analyze this data, um, it's all really just come together in, in the last several years. And so again, I think, I think we are in the early innings of, of what data science can do for businesses and, and for government agencies. So the word convergence is applied in many different areas for you and for your company. Absolutely, absolutely. We see, we see the convergence not only, again, in the algorithms, in the data, and in the CPUs, uh, but in people. Uh, we see data scientists and business analysts coming together and being able to really help each other in, in very spectacular fashion. I've heard that many data scientists are stymied because they may uh, look at projects and submit them and have to, to wait in order to get answers. And there are people who are at lower levels on the chain who, who want the answers quicker than that. And so this is kind of a push and pull here, isn't it? Well, well, this person above me has got a PhD in statistics and, and they made it wait six months for the answer. We need the answer today. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, we, we're very passionate about self-service analytics, the thought that anyone should be able to perform these sorts of analyses. We see this happening at universities in, in every curriculum. Uh, from uh, legal students learning law, learning how to do natural language processing, to HR professionals learning HR analytics, business professionals, finance majors learning advanced ways of forecasting. It's happening in our, at our schools, it's, it's happening at our workplaces where people are continuing to go on that journey and, and get educated. 
the, the reality is in the world of business, there, there are more questions that, can, that, that need answers than there are data scientists or IT professionals to send off a request to, uh, to, to go get an answer. And so every knowledge worker really needs to have these skills. Your CEO has used the phrase citizen data scientist. <laughs> mm -hmm. In other words, give you the same skills, tool sets that the PhDs, the, the professional data scientists have. And that's really what you're trying to do so every person in the agency can answer questions and come up with solutions quickly. Absolutely, and, and again, the skills might not be identical and we still think that there's uh, value in having data scientists and a data science organization within, within a company or within an agency. Um, and those, those folks end up being the teachers, the enablers, part of the, the governance of the process. But at the end of the day, we do believe that having everybody have some of these skills, some of these capabilities is very important. You talked about the Pentium 2 and speed and megahertz, and, and I remember those days well. Well, today's speed's measured in software iteration and cyber attacks. And so if an agency's getting attacked or someone in the military's getting attacked, they can't wait for a data scientist to submit a project. <laughs> they have to respond Absolutely. quickly. Absolutely. And so what you're doing is you're enabling speed in many different areas of the federal government, aren't you? Absolutely, and we, we see it in, in really, again, every area. Um, I was just recently uh, talking with uh, a colleague that was working with the U.S. Department of Agriculture um, and looking at the avian flu outbreak. And again, Altrix was used uh, to be able to speed the analytics, to be able to provide data out into the field uh, to help, help reduce the speed at which that was spreading. And, and so whether it's a cyber attack or whether it's a physical phenomenon, uh, we see analytics being used all over both the federal, state, and local government. So we have uh, federal information professionals have a need for speed. <laughs> a need for speed. So how can they go from the, the data wrangler aspect when you're putting it all together to becoming an analytic hero? That's a great question. So we, we do a lot to help with that. I think, um, I think there are many, many uh, courses available, whether, whether they're taken through Alteryx or whether they're taken through these massive online uh, programs or at local universities. There, there are many ways that our, our workforce can upskill. As I mentioned, many of the new workers coming into the workforce are getting this in their university education. Uh, but for those like me that started their career maybe a couple of decades ago, it becomes important to continue that journey. So I think one of the most important aspects is that upskilling. I think it's really important that our agencies support that for the workers uh, within, within their agencies. Alteryx tries to take that to another level. We have a community area. It's uh, free both for people who leverage our software and people who aren't our customers. They can go to our site and we teach courses in predictive analytics, uh, try to build a community of practitioners so that you can meet others in the field, learn about the use cases and, and, and what they're doing to apply data science in their organizations, and that can be incredibly useful as well. Are there any agencies that are remarkable in their application of your product? So I mentioned a couple of examples earlier, the USDA and FEMA, but, but we see it all over. The Department of Commerce, uh, the Patent Office, using Alteryx to do forecasting. We see it in, in local governments. I was just in the Bay Area and using public transit, and it came to my mind that that public transit system is actually running on Alteryx. They're, they're using Alteryx to do a lot of the analysis of, of how to set up that system. Uh, we see it both in this country and in other countries. And so, again, I, I believe that there are great shining examples of where data science and analytics is being used across the government, um, but so much more opportunity in front of us. My guest today is Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Altrix. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, on the discussion, Emerging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Altrix on Federal News Network.
Every agency is looking to propel their organizations forward with AI and machine learning, but many have not considered what shape their data is in. After all, garbage in is garbage out. From messy data to actionable insight, the Altrix Analytics platform provides a code-free, code-friendly environment that clears your path to advanced analytics. With geospatial, predictive, and machine learning, with Altrix, you can accelerate the quality and insights within your data, getting to the thrill of solving more quickly and efficiently. Visit altrix.com AI to learn more. Welcome back to the discussion, Merging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Altrix on Federal News Network. My guest today is Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Altrix. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy. You know, I went to YouTube and looked up some of your videos, and um, I wanted to pigeonhole you into the area of finance, because I think of business intelligence, analytics, complex data sets, you know, importance of information, and, and I, I couldn't, I tried. <laughs> I mean, everything, I couldn't pigeonhole you. I mean, there's cybersecurity, there's aerospace maintenance, there's transportation. I mean, what kind of range do you folks cover? So really, it, it is hard to, to, to suggest one area where Altrix is most used because we really are used across pretty much every segment of business. Um, as you mentioned, we're, we're being used by uh, manufacturing companies, aircraft companies, um, HR analytics, finance, really every aspect of a business and in every industry. And the same thing is happening within the government. We see use across really every sector of, of the government. Um, I think a lot of that is because the basic tools and the basic processes are really the same. Uh, the numbers really don't know what domain they're a part of. Uh, and the skills of being able to process HR data and the ability to process legal data is, is very similar. But this also gets to why self-service becomes really important, and that is the expertise of those domains is really the differentiator. To be able to get great outcomes, it's not simply being able to understand the math, it's being able to understand the context and the business. And so taking, taking a, a great software platform that is capable across all those different domains and combining it with the donate, domain expertise of, of today's knowledge worker is really where, again, the magic happens. So the domain expertise allows you to ask the right questions at the beginning. Absolutely, absolutely. Such a critical part as well. And, and many people um, miss this kind of key ingredient of, of domain knowledge. You know, if I fired up my computer and went to Google and typed in predictive, I'm sure it would autofill analytics. <laughs> predictive Absolutely. analytics. Absolutely. So what about predictive analytics and prescriptive analytics with Altrex? Yeah, so both, both of those are tools in the arsenal, and, and really it, it starts even a step before that with descriptive analytics. So mm. we typically start by bringing data together and, and kind of understanding descriptively what does it say, uh, what, what happened, uh, really telling the story of, of the past. And then frequently we'll move into predictive analytics, what, what might happen next, predicting the future, forecasting. And then prescriptive, trying to prescribe what you might do next. What's the next best action that, that you might take based on all of this data? And so all three of those are tools in the arsenal, descriptive, predictive, and prescriptive uh, techniques, um, and, and fully capable within the Altrix platform. So when people toss about this term automation all the time, uh, they may use your tool to come up with some kind of, some, to prescribe if then, then do this Absolutely. in a workflow. Absolutely, and so you know, when we think of analytic automation, it's well beyond 
maybe the uh, traditional automation that, that many of us think about going to IT to help us do. And in the, in the old way of doing automation, it was, it was like the record macro. I, I have a certain process. I simply want to record the process uh, to automate it so I don't have to do it every morning at 7 a.m. So if I came in and went into a system and pulled certain data and then did certain things and then output it to another system, I could automate that process. That, that, that was maybe the last generation of how we automated things. With analytic processes, we're really trying to get to things like next best action. Hey, based on the data, there are a myriad of things that I could do, um, but based on this analysis, here's the next best thing I should do, and really to be able to automate that into a process. Very, very different. And the automation seems like it's flipping a switch. No, 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 it's flipping several switches, but there has to be a human component of this whole automation and predictive and prescriptive analytics, isn't there? Yeah, certainly there's an author of it, and, and that's one piece of automation. And frequently, we don't fully automate a process. We augment the human in the loop. And so in many processes, we're recommending an action, we're showing uh, detailed data, and a human ultimately is making the decision. And depending on the type of process and the type of analytic, it is sometimes you know, beneficial to fully automate it, and other times it's beneficial to augment uh, the person. When I hear the word analysis, I keep thinking of financial terms or financial concepts. But in the federal government, there's a lots of different types of analysis. NASA does one type of analysis. FEMA does one type of analysis. If you go over the river, we'll find people in the intelligence community does analysis. And then the people in the DOD do completely different type of analysis. What you're suggesting is that you know there may be varieties and types of analysis, but it can be almost formed or structured in a certain manner to make it more efficient. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the techniques are, are, are similar across those, but you're right, each domain has, has some nuances to it, and, and they're just incredible use cases in the government. Uh, one of the recent ones that uh, I just saw was with the VA, uh, taking historic data on troop movement um, and looking at uh, where there might be probabilities of chemical exposures. And so to be able to take that data and geospatially analyze it and do probabilistic analysis, again, it's, uh, it, it, it may be slightly a different domain than the Department of Defense or cybersecurity uh, would do in, in other scenarios, uh, but there are similarities, similarities to it as well. So when you take the term spatial information, it can be applied in the commercial area, perhaps for shoppers in the store, but spatial information can be applied to the DOD for chemical attacks, and spatial information can be important for diagnosing satellites in space or where they happen to be for NASA. It's just, it seems to be such a range. Yeah, absolutely, or even in that first example with uh, FEMA and the Department of Homeland Security after hurricane. And, and case after case, we find that geospatial data is, is very important, it's another differentiator between today's spreadsheet and what you can do with modern analytic tools. It would be very hard to analyze geospatial data in a spreadsheet. And, and again, it's child's play in, in the case of Alteryx with uh, my 11 and 13 year old easily able to do that kind of analysis today. So if you sit down with a federal CAO, what's the biggest challenges they have in understanding the data that's presented in front of them? So before I jump into the challenge, I, I think they have incredible assets at their disposal. Uh, the workforce that the federal government has is an incredible workforce, uh, so they have amazing people. Uh, we have amazing algorithms and software now at our disposal. We have incredible computers, and really it's about how do you unleash that workforce? How do you free them to be able to change the processes, to be able to leverage at these new technologies to really get at the benefits? I'd like to thank today's guest, Alan Jacobson, Chief Data and Analytics Officer at Altrix. I'm your moderator, John Gilroy, and you're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, please visit 
federalnewsnetwork.com and search Data Analytics Month. Thank you for listening to Federal Insights for February, Emerging Trends in Federal Data Analytics, sponsored by Altrix on Federal News Network. Do you know a federal employee facing a tragedy like their own or a family member's serious illness or a death in the family? Is the tragedy also causing financial struggles? Feds helping Feds charity, FIA, may be able to help. FIA offers no-fee, no-interest loans to Feds experiencing a variety of hardships. Special thanks to Blue Cross Blue Shield and Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield for supporting FIA in expanding this program. Find eligibility requirements and other program details at feea.org emergency.